0: Well, it's good to see everybody here tonight. Thank the Lord for you. If you will, if you have your Bible, just grab them and let's go to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, chapter 16. Chapter 16. And while you're doing that, we got a we got a lot of announcements here. Things happen. Summer is just kind of winding down, coming to an end. Uh, we First thing is that... Our, the Rayford Road Church Choir will be uh, cranking back up this Sunday at 5 p.m. Uh, it says if you're interested in joining the music team, please see John and Jeannie Baskins. Check with them. The choir will be rehearsing Sunday at 5 p.m., so mark your calendar. So if you, if you may if you may have never been a part of it, if you want to, now's your time. Just step up. It'll be Sunday. They'll be getting started at 5, 5 o'clock. Then we have a what's called Revive the World. I think you saw this in your bulletin. This is a night of prayer and worship focused on our on our county in the current times at Heritage Park. Uh, Brother Johnny has, has mentioned some to me some a little bit about this, but he's really excited about it. It's August the fifteenth at seven thirty p.m. Uh, it, it opens up at six thirty. They'll they'll have food there. There's no cost. It's just just bring an expectant heart. So it sounds like something really good that. All Christians in the community can come together and one mind, one accord, and just lift our voices up to the Lord. Uh, We need prayer, right? We do. Yes, we do. Uh, Kids for Christ on Wednesday nights, they'll start back uh, Wednesday, August the 19th with a pizza bash. That's kids uh, kindergarten through the 6th, and they're encouraged to attend at 7 o'clock each Wednesday. So that's cranking back up on uh, August the 19th with a pizza bash. Then our Wednesday night suppers will will kick back in. It'll be September the 9th, the Wednesday after Labor Day, and um, September, uh, September 9th, yeah, at 5.30 to 6.15. This is on Wednesday. And listen listen closely here. The first Wednesday, everyone eats free. Did y'all hear that? That's, that's September the 9th at 5.30 to 6.15. And if you, want, if you want a free meal, that's just waiting for you. That's all I can tell you, you. you know. So that's the kickoff for our, our Wednesday night suppers. The Getting Acquainted class will, will start on Sunday morning, uh, September the 13th upstairs and during the Sunday school hour, which uh, if you're a new member or if you're just someone that wants to know more about the church, that's where you want to go. That's what you want to be a part of. And you can, I think, about four Sundays and you can, you can get everything in. Uh, we have a, a Rafer Road men's mission trip, a construction trip, September 13th through the 19th. Uh, just sign up sheets there. If you, you want to be a part of that, please get your your name on the list. Then the men's community prayer here on Sunday will be at Keller Intermediate. And uh, then the care center. And I've been told the care center needs help, but they also, they can use your help to help sort of closing things. But also, they really need children's clothes that this time of year when school begins they have a lot of folks that come down there and i tell you that's a really uh, a good way to meet needs of some of our families in the community not able to go out and buy a lot of cl- a new clothes for school but they they certainly can go there and get some get some good stuff and uh, if you got just spread that word let people know if you got things like that that you know for kids at school age and can you can get it down there they can certainly use it especially this this time of year, so uh, just keep all those things in mind. Well, John chapter sixteen. This, we will begin reading verse seven. So if you uh, <clears throat> if you're able to stand in honor of reading God's word, we will begin in John sixteen, verse seven. This is Jesus. Speaking here, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not in me, of righteousness. Because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. And of judgment because the Prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore I said that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Father, we just pray, Lord, that you bless your word tonight as we look in it, Lord, and as you guide, we just turn it over to you. Take me, Lord, and Remove me, fill me with your Spirit, use me as an instrument in your hands to speak your truth and to glorify, to glorify the name of the Father, to glorify the name of Jesus, to glorify the Holy Spirit, our God, the three in one. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I have alluded, i mentioned this, uh, yeah, I think in the last week or two, or the last couple of times I've been up here, uh, you know, about reading a book about uh, Jesus continued. And, uh, and this, it's based in that first scripture, the first verse I read there about Jesus telling the disciples that it's expedient that he go, uh, for you, that, that, that he go away. It was hard for them to, to even think about that it was saddening for them to think about that and uh, but the fact of the matter is is that was true and uh, <clears throat> when we talk about that and what was said when he says that it's expedient for you what he meant what kind of like what it mean that is that it's that it's to your advantage it's to your advantage it's better it's better for you 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 have a better advantage. If I leave okay and and uh, and send the spirit back but and I and I, and I just titled this our advantage and I, I wanted to think of that and the scripture that I've read here uh, the the passage this this group of verses here very intriguing to me and I think I think it's it's really good for our time right now and the things that we're going through and what Christians may be faced with that we stop and and, and be able to get back into. And looking at this, and kind of seeing, you know, what what really are what are we really all about? What what are we? What's our priority? What are we supposed to be be doing? And um, <clears throat> I think that's good. I think it's good for us to do that, and I hope that I can kind of bring that out to some some degree that'll that'll help us. Uh, and I, tonight, uh, as I look at look at that, that I, I, let's just start out by looking at the word advantageous the advantage and just what does that mean and I liked it because it's talking about this the position that that we're in because Jesus has left he's not here in the flesh but he has sent the spirit back it says advantageous actually it's just involving or creating favorable circumstances that increase the chances of success or effectiveness y'all get that? You know, have y'all ever heard of, y'all? Y'all heard the 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 little phrase there that they had a they had an unfair advantage. They had a little unfair advantage. I don't know, but I kind of want to look at that just like that. Listen to me. If you have the Holy Spirit, you you have an unfair advantage. That's the way I that's the way I feel. Satan has nothing on you. We are the winners. We're the truth because we have the spirit of truth. Amen? Now I'm, talking, now I'm talking to people who have the spirit, the Holy Spirit living within them. Born again believer. <clears throat> that's, that's an advantage. It's not only an advantage, it's a necessity. Without it, you don't have a prayer. <laughs> so tonight, as I, as I read this, I probably, it will be next week before I get into those verses that I read here tonight. What I want to do tonight is to go back now and, and look at the context of this and bring us up, if I can, to where I read and where we can kind of understand what was what's, what's happening because I think there's some good stuff leading up to that that we need to hear and know today. So if you will, <clears throat> let's go to John chapter 15, right here, right there by you, John chapter 15, and begin at verse 18. Remember this, uh, starting in John chapter 14, 15, 16, 17. It's what's known as the upper room, Discourse. It's where Jesus talked to his disciples. All of that, all of that that I just all those chapters are in red. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's telling them things that he needs to tell them that he wants them to know. I believe. I believe that this this is some very very important scripture here for Christians to look at it, to read it, to think about it, to see what it says, to understand, to understand that you can almost feel. And we've said it many times before. You know, you really want to get at a, what's at the, within a person what they really, what they care about and things like that is listen to what they talk about when they know they're about to die. When they know that it's coming to an end. Jesus knew that his life on this earth was coming to an end. He, it's almost like Paul, you know, when Paul was leaving, wanting Timothy to know things and telling things. That's exactly what Jesus is doing to his disciples. It's, it's important that you know this, and I'm telling you this now for a reason, and I want you to know it. And you can just feel his heart as he just, he pours it out to them and giving them truth. And and, and boys, what's so great is he tops it off. He tops it off with a prayer for them, praying for them. Aren't you glad that Jesus prayed for them? Do you know what he did while he was praying for them? He prayed for you too. He prayed for me. Prayed for me. He cares about me. He cared about them and he told him the best thing that I can do for you is to leave. And it was hard for him. So let's start in, in John fifteen eighteen and see, and just work our way through and bring ourselves right up to this uh, scripture that I read. Verse eighteen. Listen, to this: If the world if the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Amen. The, the world, the world system, just humanity in general has a sin problem. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. That's just the world. That's, that's the world. That's what it is. There's nothing really, really good can come out of that because there's nothing they can do about that problem apart from Jesus Christ, okay? There's not. But the thing is, is that the world doesn't like Jesus. The prince of this world, we know, is is Satan himself. That's his d- domain, his kingdom, uh, his jurisdiction, so to speak, where he controls, and and he uses people in this world, this world system. They don't like Jesus. It says, if you verse nineteen, if you were of the world, if you were of the world, the world would love his own, but because ye are not of the world. But I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. I've circled the world there four times in those two verses, talking about the world. The world, if the world hates you, but if you was of the world, they'd love you if you was like them. Folks, let me tell you something. That's the one thing the church don't need to get in. They don't even need to think about that. Let me see if I can get as close to like the world so maybe they'll they'll accept me and and with this thought in mind that if they'll kind of accept me, maybe I can do something to to change them. You ain't going to. Because here's the deal. You don't change them anyhow. You don't change them. It's the power of the living God that changes them. It's whenever they themselves come to know that it's Jesus that you know. That's all. That, if they've got to know Him. It's about Jesus. They, well, you say, "Yeah, but they don't like it," well, I can't help it. That's their answer. That's their remedy. That's what this world needs. This world will die and spend eternity in a devil's hell, separated from God, if they don't ever come to know Jesus Christ. That's just the fact. Am I being ugly and mean? No, I'm telling you the truth. See, I'll tell you the truth if I really love you. I'll beat around the bush if I don't care too much about you. My goodness, this is blessing me already. (laughs) Mm. It's Jesus. That's all we got. That's what we give. It's the gospel and what it's all about. The world hates Jesus, and it'll hate you <laughs> if you're his representative. Okay, now if you're you not know, his representative, you kind of like I say they they may they may they may tolerate you if you'll just straighten up and kind of go, kind of look a little bit like them. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there at all. And I kind of feel in my mind that our times are going to push people into that corner where they're going to have to decide which, which way you go. Which way you're going. Because it's gonna it's gonna cost you something because they don't like you. When it talks about they they hate you. But he's he he just so he he starts out with that. I mean, this is Jesus telling the disciples what they did to me, how they how they treat me, that's how they're gonna treat you. But well, if you're his disciple, that holds true to you today and me. Okay? It it, it just uh it's good. I think it's good. I tell you, on, on, I don't know. The Lord, just anyone. I really feel an excitement about all the stuff that's coming down here in this country. Anyway, I know that in other parts of the world, the gospel's flourishing. Okay, but it's 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 right here, and I'm I'm anxious to see how how God works and what He does right here in in this country, in this society, in this culture. So, something will happen. Something will happen, and I don't know if I'll live long enough to see it something will happen. But I do know those that trust and believe in the Lord, he will use them and be with them and uh, they will get some results. But first thing out, the the world hates you. And then in verse uh, 20, it says, remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. He told them that, I think it's in Matthew. But he told them that the servant is not greater than the Lord, that if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And then this little line here. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. I thought, well, how about that? How does this go along with the the hating and that sort of thing? The world don't like you. I, I know how it spoke to me when I first read it and what I felt. Right, but I do know that there were some different thoughts on that on this on that line and but uh I run across some pretty good company that felt the same way that I did and I and I and I truly I truly believe I believe this is that he's it's, it's Jesus letting them know you know that they they persecute you and all the things that's been done to me but he's also saying but listen there has been some folks that trusted in me there have been some folks that believed in me. There have been folks that he said kept my saying, kept my words. And so he's saying, but even though they hate you and persecute you, keep preaching the word. Keep saying the words of God, because there'll be there'll be there'll be there will be some who will. Who will accept it? Now, you know, I I didn't mention it as I read through in in 19. I actually didn't write this down, but it's so good as I read that about the world. Not liking him, but but when he says that if you were of the world, they would love you in verse 19, because you're not of the world, but you're not of the world. Why are you not of the world? I love this. It's because he's chosen you out. He pulled you out of the world. I don't know, folks. Everybody here ought to say, thank you, Jesus. If you've been chosen and you're out of the world and you don't belong to the world, you didn't do that on your own and you didn't figure it out. He did it for you. Praise his holy name. And he's saying, man, what they did to me, what they did to me, they'll do to you, persecution, all that. But let me tell you, there's gonna be be some that's gonna listen to what you got to say. They'll listen to the gospel. So no matter what, just preach Jesus. Just be Jesus. Just let people know. That's your your greatest need. He is the only solution for the world's greatest problem. There's no one else. In the next next verse, 21 says, but all these things, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake because they know not him that sent me. The stuff that's, realize the stuff that comes, hey, think about these people here recently that have lost their businesses because of people coming against them because they would not do certain things that they felt like, as a Christian, they shouldn't do. Amen? Okay. So he said, but the thing about it is, (laughs) the problem is Jesus. See the problem is Jesus, and I, as I wrote this, wrote this down, said, "You you will be mistreated, or whatever mistreated, on account of Jesus, His name." And it's it's because they, and then he goes on to say, "Because they don't, they don't know the one who sent, they don't know the Father, they don't, they don't know God." Now they may think they've got a God, and they may, hey, they may even say, "I believe in God, I just don't believe in Jesus." <laughs> Well, it don't work that way. It don't work that way. You don't, you, no, you don't know him. Not, not only do you, can you say I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. That statement lets me know that you don't know the father. You don't know the father. You don't know God. You're operating in some other, in other another realm. Something else is pushing you. The very people that brings these suits and things against Christian people. Might very well tell you, well, we believe in God. We just don't believe in that. It just don't work that way. It's about Jesus. It's his name that brings the persecution. It's all about him. Even though there's no there's no rational reason for it. Other than the fact that sin and lost people are at enmity with God. That's the only thing. Other than that, I mean, there's no reason for anyone not to like Jesus for as I'm concerned. Other than the fact that he brings and shines light on you sin he does that, and that'll make people kind of dart out, but it's because of him and, and and that and and not knowing the father and and the father will be mentioned we'll run across that, and like I say, I'm going to probably be here next week at least not more, but it just says that they don't know they don't they don't know me, they don't know they don't know who sent me they don't know the one and uh verse twenty one now this is This is good. Or 22. If I had not come and spoken unto them they had not had sin but now they have no cloak for their sin. He says, I have come. He knew who he was. He knew who sent him. He knew he was sent by the Father. Jesus is the one that said, I don't do nothing. I do nothing. Except what the Father tells me. I'm from the Father. I mean, that, it's the Father. When Jesus prayed, what did he pray? Our Father. Father. And I love that as we sing tonight, Father, Jesus and the Spirit. That's God. That's the three in one. That's the difference. That's the, hey, that three in one God says, besides me, there is no other. Can y'all say that? No other. No other. There is no other. I don't. There's nothing I can do about that. I wish that I could, except just bring it in and say, it's okay, bring it. You can believe that. I can't do that. If I love you, I'll tell you the truth. Amen. I'll tell you the truth. But he says, I come from the Father. I am God in the flesh. I know who I am. And I've came and I've presented you and I've given you the truth and you've seen it. You've seen me, but you have chose to reject it. You don't want anything to do with me or what I have to say in my sayings. He's talking about the, 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 the religious establishment of that day, the Jewish people that he came to rejected him. And I, and I just wrote this down that now they, they have no cloak for their sin. They have no excuse for their sin, I just put there. They rejected, they rejected the remedy. They rejected the remedy for their sin. It was him. They saw it, and they didn't want nothing to do with it. There may be there be many people that may hear the gospel because folks, nothing's changed. It's still the gospel. It's still Jesus. It's still the blood on the old rugged cross shed by Jesus himself, God in the flesh, that takes away the sin of the world. It's that bloody sacrifice, that strange, as, as Russell Moore says, that freakish Christianity. You know, that, that that old crazy, freaky stuff. People say, what in the world? That, it ain't changed. That's, that's the saving power. That's the saving power. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. The blood of Jesus. The one who said beside me, there is none other. They were without excuse. And then it it goes on to say, he that hateth me, hateth the father also. And and that's why my mind went to thinking, you can't say I I believe in God, but I just, I don't, it's Jesus saying uh, I remember Skip Skip Richardson when I first began to talk with him and the Lord began to deal with him he said I ain't never believed in God never believed there was God but he said today I believe there's a God but he said I just don't, I just don't know about this Jesus I don't make any sense and I knew that I said well It's good that you believe there is a God because there is. But it has to do with this Jesus. And through the months when I've shared the story, I'd shared the gospel with him and then Marcel went and shared the gospel with him. And he came to the place where he realized I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I'm praying for that blood of Jesus to save me from my sin. And I believe that's exactly what the Lord did—that—that—that's the gospel. That's what we got. That's what people need. Uh, they got to come to that place where they see that. And then it, it says, "He that hateth me hateth my Father also." If I had not done among them the works he goes says basically the same thing, which uh, which none other man did. They they knew that. They understood that he's doing things nobody else ever did. They had not had sin, but now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. Because see, folks, when you reject Jesus, you reject the father. You reject the father. See, there's, there's that one God, that three in one, you can't reject any of them. You can't reject them. It's, it's, it's a package deal. That's the triune God and the Father. How important that is! And Jesus talks about that. But they had seen Him, see. And I, I said, in seeing and rejecting Jesus, they had seen and rejected the Father. <clears throat> now listen to this. As He's talking. He says they hated me that, and I've done. I've done everything that I can do. I've told them the truth. I've performed the miracles. I've. They, they they've seen. They've had to know that. that How in the world does he do this here? He has to be from God, but they attribute it to Satan, you know. Look at verse 25. I I, I think this is very, very good. But this has come to pass that, you know, here I am, the loving God, the Father who has loved the world and sent his only begotten Son into the world to to give his life, to lay his life down, to suffer the shame and the pain and all the torment that went with it And, 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 and doing nothing but showing love to the people. And they don't like him and they reject him. But he says, this has come to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me. They hated me without a cause. Don't you just kind of hate that when you think about it? Somebody hating you and you ain't done nothing? Don't you, you know what I'm saying? Christian people can feel that because they will take that persecution, that hatred will come at them because of Jesus. Though they haven't done anything but do their best to to live for the Lord and love people, okay? That's what we should be doing. But I think, this is strange. Let's, let's look at when it talked about it was written, and that's in Psalm 69, verse four, when it talks about that they hated me without a cause. It says, they hated me without a cause. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ton of people who don't like me. Did you know Jesus had a ton of folk that did not like him? A bunch of them. A bunch of powerful people. They that would destroy me be, being my enemies wrongfully. What does that mean? Being my enemies wrongfully. They have no reason to be my enemy. They're my enemy, but they don't have a reason. They have no cause. They have no re- I haven't done anything to make them my enemy but they're my enemy anyway. They don't like me. Boy, if you talk and think about this here, if you're talking like this here, it's kind of like, man, ain't nobody want to be a Christian. That's true. That's true, my friend. You probably won't want none of it unless you can get in it. You got to get in it before it means anything to you. Before you can see and know and understand it ain't about me, it's about him. My salvation, it's about him. How I live and the way I live and the... Being able to live and live for him and do the things that I'm called on to I can only do it by him and his power, to note that. So they, my enemies, being my enemies wrongfully are mighty. And then I read this little line. Here you go again, another little line. You think, well, what's that? He said, then I restored that which I took not away. Then I restored that which I took not away. In other words, I went (laughs) and restored what I didn't steal in the first place. Some some of your your Bibles may uh, have something like, uh, should I or should I restore what I have not stolen? Man, I don't know about y'all, but it done me some good. When I saw that, and I thought about, I restored that which I took not away. Every Christian should know what that means. Because Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. Do you understand that? They hate me. These people hate me. But I'm going to restore what I didn't take. I didn't. I'm not dying for my sin. I'm dying for your sin. I see that connection so, so well that I'm. Folks, that's the Christ like way. You say boo on that, right? How many of y'all like to? <laughs> Go pay debts you don't owe. No, you'll be on the phone with them all day long trying to get them knocked five dollars (laughs) off. Or the one you do owe. Anybody ever done that? Much less go pay the whole bill to somebody that you don't you don't owe it. That ain't no fun at all, is it? That's the Christ-like way. That's what He did. Isn't that amazing? God's word is just wonderful. It's, I, I, I'm, so, I'm so glad he chose me. I'm so glad that I'm a Christian. Not of my own doings, but him. I'm so glad he opened my eyes and I see it. And I understand it. You know, dumb as a hay rake, ain't got good sense. But I understand that. I understand Jesus. I under, it's just great. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's Wonderful. <clears throat> Then this last couple of verses here. Terry, you might have to move or I may run past eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 26. But, he said, but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me and ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. You know, I, when I read that, that, that you've been with me from the beginning, do you remember, I think about over in Acts where in a, the Sanhedrin and all that drug Peter and him in, and they got, you know, they, they took notice, you know, these, these guys was with Jesus. They was with him. But what, if nothing else, it tells me if you're spending a little more time with Jesus, you'll act like him. People will realize that you kind of like him. You'll be a little bit different. But as I looked at this here, comforter, and it, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, or the, the helper, he says, but when, when, but when he's come, because he's all, already, and we'll look at it in a minute, I think, in chapter 14, he's already said that, uh, you know, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you helpless. I, you know, uh, I'm going to send Him back. But as I look at that, and I, the, the Holy Spirit, to look at it, it's the Holy Spirit, but but who, who sent him? Who sends him? When the comfort has come, whom I will, who's I? Jesus. Jesus is the one sent spirit. Okay? Amen? He said, I'm going to leave, but I'm I, when I leave, I'm going to send somebody back. <laughs> It's good. You grab a hold of it. Think about it. He's sent from Jesus. He's sent by Jesus. But where is he from? Sent, and I will send him to you, and it, whom I will send unto you from the Father. Well, it's good. You start getting wrapped up in this three and one. that spirit, the, the spirit's there, it's from the Father. Jesus is sent. It's all, all just. You just can't wrap your mind around it, but boy, it's good. Boy, it makes a true born again believer feel good all over. You know, I serve this kind of God. Mm, 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 mm. And he's from the Father, and he's called the Spirit of what? The Spirit of truth. Now, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth. He's the Spirit of the truth. He's the Spirit that Jesus has sent back. To be Jesus on this earth, as far as I'm concerned, with me, because He said I'm leaving, but it's better for me to leave and for you, for the Spirit to come back, because that—that's me, that Spirit, that—that—that's—that's that's God dwelling within you. That's better than me being here in the flesh. It's God dwelling within you, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit, my Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus within us. Spirit of truth. And what will he do? He shall testify. Now, he said, he shall testify of Jesus, of the truth. He, he That's what he does. That, that's, what, that's what the Spirit is for, okay, is for that testifying. Now, the testifying, what does it mean? Well, look, when he got through saying that, he said, and he shall testify of me, talking about the Spirit. He's going to testify of me, but he's going to come, and he's going to dwell in you. Now, if that Spirit's dwelling in you, probably would you think that probably what he's going to get out of you is you testifying for Jesus. Would that make sense? Yeah, folks, let me tell you something. That is our job. That's what Christians do. That's the reason the Spirit was sent back in the first place because you couldn't do it without him, but he certainly wanted you to do it if you got him. Amen. Testify, just testify. You say, well, I don't know how. Well, just let him, just try to open your mouth. Yes, you just let people know about Jesus. It's Jesus that loves you. He died for your sin. I don't believe in that. Well, I can't help it. But I love you enough, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the truth. that we bear, and, 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 the, and, and I just wrote this down. You can do the same if you want to. I circle testify and I circle bear witness because they're both the very same word. Greek word, very same, very same word. Just to bear witness of him, that you know him and the spirit. And, and, and I tell you folks, the ones that know him are the ones who truly are born again. They're the ones that has the power, the Holy Spirit of living God dwelling within them. You don't have that you don't have him there's no there's no getting around that spirit dwells within you it should be there working you should know about it okay it's kind of like having a friend that sticks closer than a brother amen you you can talk to him now and then he'll be with you wherever you go it's kind of like every now and then you can ask one have you have you have you talked to your friend today has he talked with you or anything? Because it's the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God dwelling within us. It's powerful. It's our advantage. It's what we have. It's expedient that you have that. Wow. So he's telling these, he's telling these disciples this quickly. Get, get, the last That last night, he's laying this out there for them. It is it is highly, to me, it's highly important. Let's move on. <clears throat> move into chapter 16. We'll work our way right up there. I don't know. It's probably somewhere around 10 till, something like that. <laughs> okay. These things, these things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. Well, Jesus, uh, the truth of the matter is that's kind of offensive. I don't really... And think about it don't really seem to bring a lot of a lot of joy i um uh, that offense actually the word the word the the greek word is a word that that we get our word uh uh scandalous scandalous from really and it's uh, it's it's really something that kind of would shock kind in a way something that would shock you maybe or push you off the course it's, it's kind of a couple of meanings within it it's, it's also something like a, a, a trap something that would would push you off course or something and he said uh, I'm telling you this so that when it ha- had he never said anything about it and the stuff come against them they, they would have just left they would they, folded up and left but these things that he said would come back to them later it would come back to them and he it, the, this amplified. I love the, 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 the amplified. There's different versions of it, but in the amplified uh, sixteen one it says, "I have told you all these things, so that you should not be offended, which is to take an unawares and falter, or be caused to stumble or fall away." I know the ESV says to fall away. I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this, so that when you come, you'll, you'll, you'll know. Don't, 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 don't t- tell and run. Just know this that that's that's the Christian life, okay. That things like this will come. The world, is not going to like you, okay. It Says I told you to keep. I told you this to keep you from being scandalized and repelled. Another one. This this where the word fits in on that on on that. So I'm letting you know that because he, he wanted them, he wanted them to know and listen. What it, listen to this now. <coughs> They shall put you out of the synagogue. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. Folks, I wrote this. Does this not remind us of the atrocities of the the Islamists against the Christians? This word's true. It's it's hard to believe that, isn't it? And and, and, and who are they killing the Christians in the name of? God. God. But you know what? You know what it proves? It proves they don't know the Father. They don't know the Father. They don't know that one. They don't know the one who, who said, I'm the only God. Not your God, not all of them, no. Jehovah God, the three in one, it's him, it's him. But isn't that amazing? He said, they will kill you. Now, it, it's, it, isn't it kind of strange? There's all kinds of religions and different beliefs all over the world, but it's the Christians who are getting their heads cut off. Isn't that amazing? Jesus told us that. That's, that's true. That's his word. So we just don't let it scare you. That's why he said don't let it offend you. Don't let it run you off. If, no, if nothing else, let it make you stand up for the truth in the darkness. That's, that's just, just the way it is. <clears throat> Their actions only proved that they did not know the Father. Wow. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know the true and living way. And then it goes on to say, but these things, verse four, but these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said, uh, not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. I was with you. He said, well, I was here. I didn't need to tell you all this stuff. But he said, the reason I'm telling you all y'all this here is because I'm fixing to leave. I'm telling you because I'm fixing to leave. And I thought about uh, right here in, in in let's look at in, in chapter 15, verse uh, five, John 15, five, look. because when he's talking about I'm leaving now it's important that you know what I've told you because I'm leaving but look at verse 15 and 5 if you dare say amen I'm the vine and you're the branches he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringing forth much fruit for what without me you can do so he said I'm leaving Boy, I, I, I kind of would have been just like Peter. Hey, but you said you said we couldn't do nothing without you. Hey, why are you cutting out on us now? You're the one that said you couldn't, that we could do nothing without you. Why are you leaving? Boy, look in John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 15. John 14, 15, if you're there, say Amen. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Helper, Comforter, a Helper that He may abide with you forever. <laughs> he said, in, in verse fifteen, what I was reading was talking about abiding in Christ. You, you know, you have to be in Christ because apart from me, you cannot do nothing. He said, Yeah, but I'm going to leave, and I'm going to send one that's going to abide with you, abide in you. That is so important, folks. It's that the Holy Spirit of the living God lives in you and me. He is our ticket. He's our advantage. He is our only way to live this life. And I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comfort that he may abide in you forever, even the Spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Who dwelt with them? Jesus dwelt with them. Who does it say is going to dwell in them? The Spirit of God, which is Jesus dwelling within you. If you're in Christ, abide in me and me in you. Is that what he said? Yes. Yes. How important is the spirit of the living God? It's everything. It's everything. Whoo! It's everything. Then he was on and says, "I dwell in, and, and dwell and shall be in you." look at boy. Look at this. I will not leave you helpless. I'll not leave you helpless. Now, what's the rest of it say? I, I will come to you. Oh, Jesus in the flesh went back to the Father, but he sent himself back when he sent the Spirit of God. It's the same God, folks, Father, Son, J- Son and Spirit. Amen? Jesus dwells within me. He abides with me because if he didn't, I couldn't do nothing. You can't either. It doesn't matter how much you know the Bible or what you know about. Without the Spirit of God, it's useless. There's no power. It takes that power. It takes that. It's going to take that, and it's time's coming when I believe the people that have Jesus within them, you're going to see them and know who they are. They're going to be identified, not as church members. No, not members of Rafer Road or First Baptist or the good God, none of that. Part of the blood Bulk church. True believers. Amen? Amen. Wow, I got to quit, Tom. you. Ease right on up. <clears throat> we made it back to where I read. We'll probably be there next week. Without me, you can do nothing. I just wrote down, while I was with you, I was handling everything. But now I'm leaving but I will not leave you helpless. Jesus is with us by way of the Holy Spirit. But now, verse 5, but now I go my way to him that sent me and none of you asked me where are you going. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't concerned about him where he was going. They were just concerned that he was leaving because I need you. <laughs> I need you. They knew they were going to need it. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Would sorrow fill your heart if you knew knew that you didn't have Jesus? It's the Holy Spirit dwelling within you that allows you to know you got him. And if you're here tonight and you don't have him, Call upon His name. Call upon His name. Believe in Him. See, the problem was that they didn't believe. The religious people of the day didn't believe. They didn't not believe Him. I don't care if you fully understand whatever. You're going to have to come to the place where it's Jesus, and I put my faith and trust in Him, and ask Him to save me from my sin. Next week we'll probably get into it because it says because I came because of a sin. To convince the world of sin. How many of y'all agree this world has a sin problem? <clears throat> All this information had filled their hearts with sorrow, but Jesus tells them that it is to their advantage that he leave and the comforter be sent back to them. Only then. And that's the reason he told them, now you go to Jerusalem and you tarry until the spirit comes only then would they be able to perform the task of spreading the gospel and turning their world upside down something's wrong folks I believe cause we ain't turning our world upside down with the gospel but I believe the day will come when that will happen I believe that with all my heart no it will same holds true for us today let's stand if you will wow so good to know the Lord how much he loves you Jesus himself personally went to the Father and sent the Spirit back the one that bears witness of him it's all about Jesus so that we can tell people it's all about Jesus. he said. well, what about these people, that people, all this kind of stuff, and that's It's about Jesus. All the things that's happened. It's still, it's, it's about, yeah, there's a sin problem, but Jesus is the only answer. You see, he's what we have. My prayer is everyone here tonight knows Jesus, that they have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ for their salvation, and for their life, for their, their way of life. And their strength and power for the task of spreading the gospel. Amen. Tonda. Hmm.